Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 6 from the Message Bible says, It wasn't so long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. Watch out. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief and then exhaled disobedience. Verse 3, let's read it. We all did it. All of us doing what we felt like doing when we felt like doing it. All of us in the same boat. It's a wonder God didn't lose his temper and do away with the whole lot of us. Instead, get ready, listen. Instead, immense in mercy and with an incredible love, he embraced us. He took our sin-dead lives and made us alive in Christ. He did it all this on his own with no help from us. Then he picked us up and set us down in highest heaven in company with Jesus, our Messiah. Now God has us where he wants us. Come on. Can you give him praise in Christ alone? I want you to read verse 6 with me again, please. Come on. Then he picked us up. Read it out loud. Then he picked us up and set us down in highest heaven in company with Jesus, our Messiah. Can we just thank him and bless him and honor him? God, our hearts are so amazed at your power, at your greatness. All of us who have received Christ, we, we stand here with that amazing testimony of your faithfulness and how you translated us out of that kingdom of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of your dear son. We thank you. We celebrate. We acknowledge it was with no help from us. You did it, Lord, by the power of the cross, by the blood of Jesus. And we say thank you. As we minister this word today, thank you that it will be imparted to the very depths of our heart. It's going to bring strength, transformation to us. And we give you the glory. We give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. He picked us up and he set us down in the highest heaven. He picked us up. And then he set us down in the highest heaven in company, oh yes, with Jesus, our Messiah. Another translation says, he raised us up with him and seated us together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The highest mountain in the contiguous United States has its location in the state of California. And it is called Mount Whitney. 
Mount Whitney in California. It's the highest mountain in the contiguous 48 states of the United States in California. It has an elevation of 14,505 feet, which is 4,421 meters, roughly the size of Mount Kenya, or as tall as, nearly as tall as Mount Kenya. From the peak of Mount Whitney, the majestic panorama of the Sierra Nevadas and the Mojave Desert can all be seen. Those who have climbed it say that the beauty of the turquoise lakes below the rush or below and then the rush of the cold and the crystal clear air that fills the lungs and when you're standing there on the top and you see the sight of vista giving way to vista, as far as the eye can see, it is indeed something spectacular. And as I was reading about Mount Whitney, I was also very intrigued to learn that just 128 kilometers to the southeast of Mount Whitney is a place called Death Valley. Death Valley, just a, a little over 120 kilometers southeast of the highest mountain in 48 states of the U.S., just 120 kilometers southeast is the lowest spot in the United States. It's called Death Valley. It's 280 feet or 85 meters below sea level. It's also the hottest place in America. Death Valley is the hottest place in America. It has a record temperature of 133 degrees Fahrenheit in the shade. That's 56.6 degrees Celsius. That's hot. What a contrast. What a contrast. You have this tallest mountain located in the state of California, and just 120-plus kilometers away, you have the lowest and hottest place. What a contrast. One place is the top of the world. The other is the bottom. So close together. From Mount Whitney, you look down on all of life. From Death Valley, you can only look up to the rest of the world. And I shared that with you because it so beautifully depicts or so beautifully describes the contrast that Paul makes in our text today at verses 1 through 3, because Paul begins by taking us down to the death valley of the soul. You who were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, 
according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief. And then you exhaled disobedience. Paul the Apostle takes us down to the death valley of the soul. And then he takes us up to the highest heaven in verse 6. The highest heaven in company with Jesus Christ, our Messiah. We formerly walked in the lust of the flesh, death valley, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath. But God, come on, everybody, but God. <laughs> That's how verse 4 begins. But God, who is so rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead, in Death Valley, in our transgressions, He made us alive together with Christ. In Christ alone, can we celebrate? Can we give Him praise for His goodness and His faithfulness? Paul's method in these six or seven passages is to reveal the marked contrast of the levels of the levels, Death Valley, where you're looking up at the world, to that place at that highest point where you're looking down on all of life. And he, he incredibly marks the contrast of those levels and so beautifully depicts the breakthrough that breaking through from death to life, that breaking through from hell to heaven, from bondage to freedom, from pessimism to optimism. Then at the beginning of verse 7, we read that now God has us where He wants us. I love that. This is so powerful. God has us. Now God has us where he wants us. It's so powerful because it tells us that God desires to take us to greater levels in him. It's God's desire. It's God's desire that we move from glory to glory. It's God's desire that we be brought out of Death Valley. Come on, that we go into and, and come into that heavenly place far above, that we move into the next level, that we move into the places that He has already prepared for us. And knowing His desire, that God has us where He wants us, knowing His desire, we must set ourselves and we must break through to the next level. Today I want to continue what I began last week, breakthrough to the next level. God is about to bring some individuals to new levels of influence, to new levels of faith, to the next level of wisdom for your life, to the next level of anointing for your life.
to the next level of favor for your life, to the next level of understanding that God has. Come on. Oh, there's so much more, everybody. And God desires that we attain it to the next level of insight and direction that you, that you need, that next level of leadership. God is about to bring some individuals to it today. In Jesus' name, this is his desire. He not only wants us to know how to break through to the next level, but he also wants us to know how to sustain the breakthrough, how to sustain the increase that he gives. It's one thing to get a breakthrough. It's another thing to keep your breakthrough. And this is the year of breakthrough. So God has great levels, the next level for you the next level of favor, the next level of faith, the next level of anointing, the next level of understanding, of wisdom, of insight. Come on, God wants you and desires that you break through to it. He's already laid it out before you. It's ours to set ourselves and to move forward and to receive it and go to the next level that he has for us. Come on, in Jesus' name that this time next year we're not in this same place, that we have moved higher, we have moved forward, we have moved into that place that He has for us, has already laid out, has His desire. Now I want you to listen to this. For sure, you can be sure. And I've got to be very faithful to tell you this. This is important that you hear this. New levels often means new devils. With new levels come new devils. But we're not afraid. We're not moved. We're just equipped. Amen? 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 23 through 26, and while David was talking to his brothers... The fighter, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came out from the Philistines' lines and said the same words in David's hearing. And all the men of Israel, when they saw him, they went in flight, overcome with fear. And the men of Israel said, have you seen this man? Wait, have you seen this man? Clearly, he has come out to put shame on Israel. And it is certain that if any man overcomes him, the king, oh yeah, the king will give that man great wealth and will give him his daughter and make his father's family free in Israel. And David said to the men near him, what will be done to the man who overcomes this Philistine and takes away the shame from Israel? For who is this Philistine, a man without circumcision, that he has put shame on the armies of the living God? New levels, new devils. There are two words that I I want you to see here before we move on because it's going to really lay the foundation for our next thought. These two words... The only difference between these two words is one letter. And this one letter makes 
a huge difference in the lives of so many people. The words that I want to focus on are fight and flight. Fight and flight. Just the letter L makes all the difference between these two words. When they saw him, they went in flight, overcome with fear. And the big difference between the men of Israel or the warriors of Israel and David is that David said, I will go and fight. While everyone else is in flight, I will go and fight. Now, that's very important because of who spoke those words, which I'm going to get into in just a moment. But I want you to write this down to break through to the next level. Number five, be ready to fight. Not flight, to fight. To break through to the next level, it requires warfare. It requires warfare. It's just not going to come to you on a silver platter without there being some pressing in, without there being some contention and some conflict. This is the testimony that we all who are following Christ can testify of, that this is warfare. Before David, now you got to hear this, before David could receive his royal crown of authority, I want to remind you, God is about to bring people to new levels of influence, of faith, of wisdom, of anointing, of favor, of authority, of understanding, of insight, direction, of leadership. But before David could receive his royal crown of authority, he had to first face Goliath. He had already been anointed king. But before he could step into his destiny and into the next level God had set before him, he had to deal with Goliath. Your next level, my next level, will not come without a fight. My next level, your next level will not come without a fight. We are in a time where many are facing their Goliaths. We are in a time of spiritual pressure. We are in a time of great resistance. Understand this about your giant. Your giant that you're dealing with and that you're facing, it will speak to you. Your giant will try to intimidate you. Your giant will try to limit and constrain you from possessing what is yours in God. Your giant will seek to hold you back from that next level that God desires you to attain. He has already prepared and laid up in store all of this for you. I just wrote down some things that I heard this week. And I want you to listen because I know by the Spirit of God 
even seating, sitting here today in this second service. There are those who have heard their giant or the giant that they're facing speak to them this week. And that giant speaks with words like, who do you think you are? Your giant, the giant that you're dealing with speaks and says, you think God has a destiny for you? You really think that? You think God will ever use you? These kinds of statements coming from the giant are what's holding or can hold us from breaking through to the next level. The words that you hear will be in relation to the area of battle you are facing. And they're designed to take you back and to keep you in Death Valley. We're not going back to Death Valley. We've been brought out of Death Valley. And Satan will resist every time you're seeking to break through to the level, next level that you know God has for you. Your giant will rise up. Here's some other statements I wrote down. You think you will be free? You think you will be free? You think things will change? I heard. I heard that one. I heard that one big time. Followed by things are never going to change. Things are never going to change. Those, that giant spoke to someone in this room this week. Things are never going to change for you. You are going to keep going around the mountain. You're just going to keep going around the mountain. That giant says, you are nothing. You're nothing. And here's the final one that someone heard this week. Just give up and quit. Just give up and quit. Now, listen, everybody. This is why we must do as David did. When the giant opens his mouth, we must rise and run toward our giant with our mouth open, declaring the promises of God. Declaring, come on, that sword coming out of our mouth, declaring the word of the Lord and not be moved. I want to close with these words. Listen. Usually, the greatest fight is right before the greatest breakthrough. This we see so often in Scripture. Usually, the greatest fight is right before the greatest breakthrough. And do you know, it's, that is the time when we often have the tendency to go quiet. That is the time when we often have the tendency to give up. It's in those moments that we feel so intimidated. We're just right there. We're just right there at that moment of breakthrough when we find ourselves overwhelmed. We find ourselves so intimidated and we just feel like we want to quit. Go quiet and give up. Open your mouth. Run toward that giant with the promises that God has given you. For greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. When we are right on the edge of moving to the next level, 
You know what happens? We get weary. When we're right on the edge, right on the verge of moving to the next level, we get weary and we get tired. Listen, if we refuse to give up, we position ourselves for God to take us to the next level of inheritance. If we refuse to give up, if we refuse to not give in to that intimidation, not give in to that fear, not give in to that fear in Jesus' name. When you're looking around at all the giants that, are, that we're having to face and having to deal with right now in the nation, in the, in the economy, in the, in the business world, all the giants that we're having to deal with that appears so intimidating and it can fill a hearts full of fear. Oh, listen to me. If we refuse to give up, we, uh, we position ourselves for God to step in. Come on. For God to step into our shoes. For God to take us to the next level. So get happy. Get happy when you see spiritual contention in your life. Get happy. Come on, that's easy to say sometimes, right? But I'm going to say it. Get happy. Come on. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Just allow the Spirit of God to have His work inside of you because greater is He that's in you than he that's in the world. When you see spiritual contention in your life, it often means that you're right on the edge of breakthrough to the next level. Can you give Jesus praise? I see, I see right on the edge. Yes, indeed. Count it all joy, the scripture says. Count it all joy in all of these various trials and issues and intimidation and all of these things. I want to just take a moment and begin to pray for people who are in this room and this message is your message. You know it. You receive it. You're ready to take hold of it. And you're in that place of intense pressure, spiritual pressure, pressures up on you. You're in that place of, of serious warfare and serious battle, such intimidation such intimidation and circumstances that are seeking to intimidate you and limit you, to constrain you and hold you back from the fullness, hold you back from the place that God has set in order and in place for you. God, by His Spirit, is ready to do something supernatural. Come on, you're coming out of Death Valley in Jesus' name. I believe that God is about to bring you into that place into that place in Jesus name if you're in that in that place of pressure my goodness all over this room all over this room you're in that place where my I I, I, I need the I need the refreshing presence of the Holy Spirit right now come on father in the mighty name of Jesus God we stand as your people today. We have been called. We have been chosen. We have been brought up. Lord, it's by your Spirit, being rich in mercy, because of your great love by which you have loved us. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, you have made us alive together with Jesus Christ. You've raised us up and you've seated us with Christ.
in heavenly places. God, we want to thank you and we want to praise you for that embrace today, for taking our dead our sin-dead lives and for making us alive in Christ. God, we thank you for picking us up. We thank you for the work that you've done in us. And right now, by the work of the Holy Spirit, we give you the glory, God, that we are standing in a place of faith, Lord, with our weapons in our hands, ready, O oh God, to engage the enemy once more, knowing that you, my Father, are our strength. You are our portion. You are our deliverer. You are the captain of the host. You are the one that brings us into places of victory and the next level for our life. And Father, we say greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. And we rise up as your people right now. We focus on you once again and we say yes to your promises. We run toward the giant declaring the word of the Lord, declaring the blessing of God, declaring healing and health, declaring favor, declaring strength in the name of Jesus. Every voice of intimidation is silenced in the name of Jesus. Every voice of intimidation and fear is silenced and brought down as we, your people, move into the fullness of what you have determined for our lives. And we give you the praise. Jesus, you are the author and the finisher of our salvation. And we love you and we praise you and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Now let's praise him. Let's praise him. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Come on, the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. As we, his people, stand in faith to go forth, ready, ready to go to the next level in Jesus' name. Come on, we're not allowing the enemy to any longer hold us back from what the Lord has intended. Everybody have an amazing week. Come on, have a victorious week. Go to the next level, everybody. Go to the next level. Rise above. God bless you.